The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM 950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. My name is Greg Bach, and thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. As usual, tonight is Casual Friday. Very excited. It's one of my favorite days of the week, not just because it's the end of the week, but we're able to just kind of, you know, kind of chill a little bit, kind of ease our way into the weekend. I have with me tonight uh, Mr. Adam, he's at the studio. I'm at home. Adam, how are you tonight? I am all good. You? And I thought, honestly, with the introduction, I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to be doing it with the door open tonight. So Linus, the star of the I'm, show. I'm I'm getting there. But, you know, the thing was, as I was, you know, first of all, first and foremost, we're a radio show, right? And uh, the, and I thank to all the listeners who do listen to us. I uh, really appreciate it. But what we do on Facebook, we do the uh, the, the the simulcast you know, that if anyone wants to watch us on Facebook, you do so. The downfall of this is seeing the number of people actually watching. And uh, especially when when it starts off and there's like a higher number. But as we're not even to through the intro yet, and you could see that the numbers are going down and you could just imagine they're, they're like us. Oh, it's ghost box radio again. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was Saturday, you know, or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it was just like, Oh, well, here we go. And for those of you who have stayed the course of the week with us, uh, we thank you. Thank you very much. And Adam, to your point. Yes. So I'm here at my house, uh, which I'm hoping to do more of the shows from the house because it's their long drives and whatnot. Oh boy. I think I woke in him. Um, he's a beast. He's a beast, and uh, I I'm in a I'm in an office, and normally I have the door shut because I have a 20 pound rag doll cat named Linus, and he is he is my world. Uh, I'm the sad cat man. I don't have anyone else, <laughs> and um, but I always keep the door shut because as soon as I start talking, if I'm outside on a Zoom call, like outside meeting outside this room or whatever else, he'll come up and be like, "You should be." paying attention to me why are you talking to anybody else even if it's yourself and he starts clawing at me because he has his claws <laughs> he will like if i don't pay attention he will start biting my my like my shin uh it's just like he's 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 a bit of a monster he's he's a monster in a very cute sort of kitty cat disguise but i was just on a show on a on a facebook show on it's called uh supernatural ink network and then my friend greg Koss, he had me on he i guessed it on his show uh and they wanted to see linus because they know of him so i opened up the door and brought him in and uh so we're 
we're trying this out to see if he is uh, going to be a hassle or not. Now I'm on a, have a small, like cheap table that I have everything on here. Like if he were to jump up on here, probably the entire uh, studio as lack of a better term for it would cave in. He's a big boy. He's a very big boy, Adam. But I think the, the, the question begs to be asked. So if you're not talking to anybody, you're just being quiet, watching a movie or whatever. Linus doesn't care, but it's a, as soon as you open your mouth and start talking to someone or something that isn't ex- him, exactly. that's when okay, exactly. So as he just starred for attention. And when when I uh, when when I was working for a corporation and I would have to have meetings from home during the lockdown and stuff, mm-hmm. he would get on his hinds and he would he would put his claws into my arms when I'm trying to talk to normally my boss <laughs> and he would pull back. Like he, and so he'd be like this and it's like, Oh my God, <laughs> why do you hate me? And he doesn't, he just, he just wants my attention. Your cat is amazing. <laughs> well, he, he's certainly, he's, he's the better looker, looker of the two of us. <laughs> and he's also uh, probably people would probably like him more than me so i mean i'm not hey listen you got to know you got to you got to be able to read a room right you got to know where you stand and that, i know exactly where i stand so so that's when you um, you know that's why you're going to start carrying linus around in like one of the mini dog purses or whatever but it's, oh God. but, but well, since he's nothing, like 20 pounds or whatever you'll need like a duffel bag you know yeah, there's nothing mini about that animal <laughs> that, that he's a he's a big boy and he's and he'll jump up on the bed at night when I'm sleeping, and it sounds like the Kool Aid Man is coming through. You know, um, <laughs> just in fact, in fact, okay, maybe it's TMI, uh, but uh, the, I, I I dated somebody. She was a psychic medium. She didn't live in town here, so she'd come and visit very once in a while, and uh, we would watch. Um, we would watch always horror movies when she'd get here. She was also a paranormal investigator, and she her and Linus got along very well. But he, um, one night we were, we were in bed, we were going to go to bed, um, and he pulls the thing and we were watching the conjuring (laughs) and, uh, he, so we're watching the conjuring and, uh, we were done with that going to bed. She's kind of freaked out about it all. He does that thing where he jumps up on the bed (laughs) as the Kool-Aid man. She screams and he (laughs) barely touches the bed and then jumps off. And I don't think he hit the ground until down the hall because it's, <laughs> she screamed because he scared her. Then she screamed and she scared him. And he just, he just was like Superman or a bowling ball flying through the air. I don't know what it was, but uh, yeah, that was what uh, that was. That was one of my favorite memories of him. And I think he got back at her about a year later. We were once again, sitting on the couch we were watching a horror movie and and linus was just on his like just sprawled out like he is now i can see him now and it's like the movie's over i'm like all right let's go and i like i do every night come on linus we're going to bed he doesn't move i'm like linus he doesn't move and this this woman she she goes down and she's like touches him like come on linus doesn't move she starts shaking him. He doesn't move. And she looks at me like, I think he's dead. And then he's just like, oh, oh hi, everyone. And he gets up and he walks away. <laughs> and <I'm> like, you, <laughs> you monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
it would have been uh, even better if that night you were watching Pet Cemetery. You know, I, I did have I did have that in the queue. I, I got the the 4K disc of it. I'm I'm not about streaming, folks. I'm I'm still about physical media. Okay. I was getting ready That's, to ask: Is it the remake or the original? Well, no. It's of course it's the original, right? The 1989 yeah. with uh, Fred Gwynn is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, where he cracks um, his head on the side of the uh, when he rolls out of bed, cracks his head on the nightstand. Yeah, no, it, uh, that's a that's a, a serious film. I I I really like that film, and some of it's really hard to watch. Actually. All right, so I don't remember what the second film was, but Pet Cemetery Two. No, no, no. It, we were into we went to a drive-in, so I'm like eight, nine years oh, old when this came out. Yeah, okay. and my mom was so what's the best word? torn up about the kid getting hit by the truck and then coming back. Oh, she was like inconsolable to where I don't even remember what the first movie that night was to this day. But I remember the second movie being Pet Cemetery. It was my mom, my Aunt Beth, myself, probably another one of my aunts or uncles. And we all loaded into the Impala and went to, to the drive-in. But she was so distraught from the kid getting hit by the truck. It was... I'll- <laughs> I'll tell you, Adam, that's that's kind of what I can't watch. And it's not so much that. I mean, uh, I mean, that's that's not great either, obviously. No. But at the end, when uh, they set fire to the house mm-hmm. and uh, they, they pour the gasoline all over and they show the fire going around and his dead body gets engulfed by flames. Yeah. And it's like. I don't care what kind of parent you are, like knowing that you're you got your, your your child in a horror film, that cannot be easy to watch. You know, that would have to be like if I were the parent, I'd be like, Okay, we signed this kid up for the movie. We obviously we know it's not really him, it's you know, mm-hmm. it's a dummy or whatever. But if I were the parent, it's like I, I don't want to I don't ever want to see that. I don't ever want to see that. Right. You know what I mean? And you know, okay, so looking at the chat real quick while we're talking about movies. This one popped in from so, so apparently Adam is running the show now. Apparently, it's, it's, but it caught now, my, now we know our roles. It, I'm happy we got that finally. It caught my out. eye because the first one that actually scared the crap out of me wasn't technically a horror movie. The now, fir- now, okay, okay, Adam, we got to back up here for a second. If you're going to play the role of the host, oh, you I got to read it. Up. Put it up on the screen. You have to read it because we have people. In that, that's also listening on the radio. I get it. So okay, it, so go ahead. All right. What was the first scary movie did you watch that you were supposed to that you were not supposed to watch that scared the crap out of you? There, that work. My vision is terrible. So reading from there a distance stinks. However, so what was it? What was it for you? It was Pink Floyd, The Wall. Huh. That literally scared. That scared me straight. Essentially, for many many years. To where I didn't want to get in trouble or anything like that. But, yeah, that's one I shouldn't have been watching, but I watched it. I think it was like eight, maybe seven years old. Well, so for me, my parents, I don't think they thought that – I think they thought that we were good to watch anything. So I remember when I was four years old, uh, and it's still one of my favorites, I talk about it often, is Salem's Lot. Mm. Um, I I love it. And that's a scary film to watch. Uh, Lisa says that she watched uh, The Exorcist uh, at the drive drive-in. I mean, that is at when she was eight. I was probably younger than that when I saw that. Amityville for Emily—that's another one. 
And the thing is, it's like those are things that they scared me, but Exorcist scared me more when they re-released it in what 2000, I think they re-released it 2000. Yeah, with the bonus scenes. Yeah. And that that for me was an Adam night of the lights on mm-hmm. night for that because that was just and you know funny enough I was just talking about this uh, with uh, Greg Koss on the last show I was on that uh, the thing about that is we did an episode um, and we had a pre-record so I don't I don't know if you ever ever even heard it um, Adam but we did it with Bishop Christina Rake and part of the the purpose of the program was the stuff that's in the Exorcist that Re- Regan goes through. Does it match what happens in real exorcisms? And she just, what she said that they had seen actually pales the exorcist quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's frightening. Like she said that I've, we've, we've seen it where uh, somebody is uh, throwing up not green guck, but, but rusty nails or mice, living mice. Or remember when we went and saw exorcist believers, the yeah. black tar stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I guess I did listen to that pre-record because I was insanely interested in that one and was disappointed it had to be a pre-record. So, uh, so just to kind of get to what some people are 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 saying in the comments, uh, Lynette says, "For me, it was the birds when I saw the people with their eyes pecked out. Good grief!" Oof. And then Nancy also says, "I watched the birds from behind the couch, unbeknownst to my parents. The next was the blob." I jumped from the bed to the hallway for weeks to avoid anything under the bed. Yes, that old. Now, hey, I don't, I, I don't blame you. Neither do I. It was very. I mean, oh, yeah, that blob messed me up. When my I was a kid. parents loved gory movies. I remember <laughs> one of the last things that my dad was watching. He was he was in the in the recuperation center that he died in, and uh, we went to visit him, and he's watching some stupid film. That uh, was going to torture. Like it wasn't like real. It was it was a film. Mm-hmm. So when I say they were going to torture some animal, it wasn't like a documentary or something. But it's like, and I looked at him. I'm like, it's first of all, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. Where do you find these films that are running at two o'clock in the afternoon? Number one, <laughs> and secondly, do we always have to look at this? I said to him, I'm going to leave if you don't turn this off. I mean, I was that like, I am so sick of every time I see you people that there's somebody that has a decapitated head that they're having their eyes gouged out that are set on fire listen can i just visit with you for a minute and then you can go back to your gory lives when i leave and he just looked at me laughing like oh it's not so bad it's you know it's not real i, I know it's not real but it doesn't mean it's still pleasant to watch <laughs> oh yeah goodness well that 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 was an unlocking of emotion wasn't it yeah it was but yeah but i <laughs> It's called a matinee. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matinees is Snow White and Seven Dwarves, Godzilla, mm-hmm. Universal Horror Films. Not whatever this this maniac had found on the television that was, uh, you know, basically let's this uh, dismember everybody in this household. You know, no, wow. no. Sorry, Nancy. I'm not. I'm not going with that. Sorry. So this wasn't one of the <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, was? It? Oh, but if it was on, we would be watching it. <laughs> Because he would laugh at it, he wouldn't. Oh, he wouldn't wow. be like glued to it. He'd be laughing at it because I think he saw the ridiculousness of it, but he just he just kind of enjoyed it all the same. And uh, so, I mean, I think he saw all horror movies as just bad horror movies. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Nancy also says, uh, and no, it's not pay-per-view. He just found it. It's like sci-fi would be showing this stuff. Uh, no way. I ordered Time Life books, Ghost Goblins, Witches, and Warlocks, the whole set. I remember that set. Do you remember that set, Yeah, Adam? I do. My aunt actually had that set. That's pretty cool. Um, and read them to my son, who loved them, but my stepson could not stand them. Okay, this is what we got to do. I just looked at the clock. Uh, we should probably do a commercial. People, keep putting those memories in the comment. That's really cool. I'm enjoying this quite a bit. Uh, we go back to listen to that. I also have question of the week I'd like to get to. We got some news stories if we get to it. And am I just going to chat around for a little bit too? You can call in 952-946-6205. Let's have a great uh, entrance into the weekend. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM950. And if you remember, just a couple days ago, we had Refined Divine on the program, and she did an amazing job of uh, one-question readings. It was, it was really incredible. Uh, don't forget, Refined Divine is having their holistic fair this Sunday, January 28th, from 10 to 5 at the Eagles Club in Rochester, Minnesota. Now, as a special for us, us listeners of Ghost Box Radio, if you go out to this fair and you go up to pay just say Ghost Box Radio, and they're going to let you in for free. They will waive the $5 fee. You get in there for free. You get to see all the vendors and uh, see what else they have going on there. It's a pretty good deal, and we're very grateful that uh, she is offering that out to all of our listeners. To get more information, uh, go to refineddivinepsychic.com. And uh, and uh, if I were able to this weekend, I would I would love to go. I'm not able to, but I will make it out to one of them for sure. So that's in Rochester. Um, that's that's pretty cool, Adam. Right? Yeah. And the fact that you know she came on the air Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Yeah. And she's having such a good time. She's like, I tell you what, because at first it was like, I'll leave you tickets and I'll leave you guys tickets. And then yeah. she's like, you know what? Any of your listeners? It's like, yes, yes, absolutely. This is going to be a blast. That's very nice. Now, of course, uh, I'm on high alert over here. My other hand is petting uh, Linus right now because he's 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 awake. Oh, my God, he's awake. He's awake and he's walking around and he's staring. So if you hear me yell and and scream or I just start bleeding, you know that uh, that's uh, what he's that's what he's doing. You know what? Also, I really enjoyed is that uh, uh, Debbie refined divine. I'm like, let's have you back on. She's like, I come on next week. So I mean, that that was that was kind of cool. I I didn't mind that at all. That was a lot of fun. She was great. And and just to pull the curtain back to some of the listeners and viewers, that's not the first guest. Once we've gone off the air, like, yes, I want to come back. And a lot of it's because mm-hmm. it's live. It is live, and that does say it. That does say a difference. Um, and it's like when we do pre-records, when guests are not able to do it live, we totally understand, and that allows us to like also record guests from the UK and stuff. But even I think I know Adam feels this way. I feel this way when when we are not able to do it live. It's it's just it's it loses something. I love I love the fact that we have this comment section and people join in and we have these conversations. There's nothing better. Yeah, it, it, when it's live, and especially with the chats, whether it be Facebook, YouTube's, whatever, and the people who do call in, it does create a very positive energy that I enjoy running this board and chatting back and forth with everyone. Absolutely. Now, uh, just an update, my cat is laying at my feet, so I'm safe for the moment. Uh, <laughs> share with us what's on your mind. Put it in the comments. 
You can call in 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. If you want to talk about a scary movie that you watched that you weren't supposed to when you're younger, uh, feel free to do so. We're more than happy to to uh, to listen to you. Um, Nancy, in the comments, once again, she says, my sister-in-law uh, both love scary, my sister-in-law and I think and I both love scary movies, and we always took my convertible to drive-ins to see them. We parked next to a van loaded of, with teenagers and we're thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be brutal with their loudness and laughing. We were laughing so hard at Halloween H2O that they came over and warned us once. Uh, and then the, the van load, uh, mad, they were mad at them uh, because they were laughing. Um, and uh, uh, you guys, they were in their 40s at the time. I'm, I'm reading because, uh, Nancy, love your story, but you do have it in multiple parts. So I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to put it all together. But I, I think I get the gif, and that's pretty, that's pretty funny. Um, uh, Robin says Linus doing the hard work tonight. Uh, such a good boy. What you don't know, Adam, uh, about a year or so ago, Robin here, um, drew a picture of Linus and sent, and sent, uh, me a card with a picture that she drew of Linus. It was beautiful. Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh, and we have yeah. a caller. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Diana, Diana says, uh, uh, the movie Trilogy of Terror. Do you know this movie, Adam? Trilogy of Terror. It was out on, it, it aired on TV before my time, but I did see the VHS. So it's three parts, mm -hmm. and no one ever thinks about the first two parts. It's always the last one with this doll that has super sharp teeth, and it terrorizes this woman in her apartment. Oh, yeah, that is that is the worst. I think that's actually what started my fear of dolls. It could be. I was going to try. I, I'm, I'm not joking. I really think that's what started my fear of, of dolls. Yeah. As Nancy says, oh, the little guy that had the knife between his teeth. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I forgot about that. That's uh, that's uh, nasty stuff. Um, and she put him in the oven. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was done by Dan Curtis, who also uh, did many things amongst them. Uh, the two films, uh, Night Stalker. Um, which is one of my favorite series uh, with uh, Darren McGavern. Yeah. And, and also Dark Shadows. The original? The original Dark Shadows series. Yep, Dan Curtis. Oh, wow. I didn't know he did that. I, yeah. Yeah, Bartleby, right? Barnaby, jo uh, Barnaby Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Barnaby Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Barnabas Collins. Barnabas, Barnabas. Yes. There we go. This is the <laughs> – we're – we're amazing tonight. We are. we are. You said before we started, let's do some radio magic. I think we're doing something. Yeah. I think we are. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah, it's a soap opera. It is a soap yeah, opera, it is. but it's it's good. It's it's. I mean, okay. We talk about me and my physical media. I have all of them on DVD. Do you even have the remake of Dark Shadows from like the late eighties, early nineties? Early nineties with Ben Cross, I do not. Okay, uh, I didn't know I if they ever actually released those because it only went I like did, one season. It only went for a little bit, and I do believe that they were released. But, oh, right um, on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I'm all about that stuff. Um, so uh, your wife says the Zuni fetish doll. I, are we going into weird territory here? Or no, that that's the doll from okay. Trilogy of Terror. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> want to make sure that uh, we're not thrown off the air or anything. So, see what yeah. I mean about being scared of dolls now. 
Let's see here. Uh, once again, uh, Colin, 952-946-6205. Question of the week. Are we going to yes. get to our phone caller? I'm sorry, what? Are we going to get to our phone call on line one yet? You have a call? Yeah, I said we have a call. No, I didn't. I don't, I don't listen to you. Okay, well, but we have crunchy Cause, soup. Because we have this private chat that I thought that you put the stuff into. Uh, who's on the call? Who's on the phone? Emily. Emily is yeah. on. All right, Emily, what you got for us? Well, I cannot be the only one that wants to call and harass you both. That's right. <laughs> well, apparently you are, So, and we're happy for it. How are you today? I am super good. I don't really know what you guys are talking about at this point, because all I heard was Adam talking to himself. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of lost. We're still talking about horror movies. Okay, <laughs> love it, because that's what I wanted to talk about. Where where did where where are you hearing it? Where only Adam's talking? Was it when you were wait on the? Well, on she the was phone? waiting on the line. Yeah. Oh yeah she yeah yeah. No. I don't think she can hear me. Can I can hear you now? But you're, it's kind of like in and out. Hmm. Well, it's clearly Adam's fault. It must so. be. So okay, horror films. What what you got for us? I wanted to know what you thought about um, the Conjuring movie, the, like the first one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Conjuring movie, I remember, and then uh, Adam can share his thoughts. Uh, the The first time I saw the Conjuring film was right before I went to Valiska, and uh, okay, okay. oh yeah, interesting. And uh, so seeing that stuff unfold was was really uh, pretty pretty frightening. Knowing that we're going to one of the darkest places in in America. And Vliska uh, did not disappoint in that realm at all. But I'll tell you something else. Uh, I had, I don't know if you knew, I had Joe Frankie on the show on Tuesday who, is, who investigated with the Warrens since 86. And we were talking about the films. And I, I said to him, I think the scariest part of any of those films are the end credits because generally the end credits are the bits that they're actually playing the real audio from those cases. And those yeah. yeah. Are, really frightening to me yeah i thought it was like horrific um yeah. even the story behind it i thought they did a really good job with the movie but i i do know that like some of the some of the stories behind it too that they didn't put in the movie it's just it's eerie it it is it is it is weird that what what made and what didn't make and, and i wish that they had uh, the rights to do their own like take on the Amityville because I think that there is there is something that could be said there. Uh, Adam, what what are your thoughts on the Conjuring film, especially the first one? The first one, and I'm in agreement with both of you. The ending with the actual audio was to me that was the most intense part of the flick. Um, otherwise, I felt the, during the buildup before the Warrens actually show up. And the and events start happening in the house. To me, that build up and the way the actors portrayed their their fear, it, it really bled over from the screen into me. I was I was literally scared. I slept with the light on that night, no joke. And in fact, I slept in the living room that night in my recliner. The the thing that gets me about any film because I'm such a big animal lover is when and I know it's not real, but like the dog dies early on oh, in the film. Yeah. and and the thing and i kind of i have to laugh about it a little bit and i know it's a bit spoilery because it's only been out for uh less than a year but the last of the demeter yeah uh 
there so our, our, my friend Carla was with us at the premiere of that and uh she just was like you know i just hate it when animals die in films and i'm like i i'm li- i'm thinking to myself i don't know why an animal would die in this film so i said to her i don't think you have anything to worry about here 10 minutes into the film there is a slaughter of about 30 animals mm-hmm. uh oh, in the film no. and and uh <laughs> And and I she I could feel her looking at me, uh, you know, and just like you know, all you could do is like sorry, you know. I mean, just like I, I you know, I, why did he, why did I even give that sort of like affirmation when I don't know anything about this film? And I'm I'm telling her like I've seen it and I've seen it for the first time with her, and it's like oh, you have nothing to worry about and just this slaughter. All right, seriously, you didn't see that coming from a mile away. You knew Dracula would need to regain his energy. You knew those animals were going to be the first to go. I didn't even think that there's animals on on the ship because I just didn't really think about it, you know? Oh, with the dog? I knew the dog was going to be the first one to go. Yeah, well, I mean, at that point, uh, it was just more like, prior to the film even starting it's like i just knew that there was a ship with some people on it you know so that yeah. was Adam, not I... all of us so constantly thinking about at, like animal slaughter okay <laughs> yeah well there you go so so you know maybe we start watching last of the demeter at act two or something it's worth watching though it if you is. haven't seen it it's worth watching it really so. is it was a good flick thank you so very much emily yeah thank you very thank much thank you emily. guys have a great weekend you too bye 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 See, folks, it's not hard to call in and, and keep us company. You know, that's just what it's all about over here. Um, so let's see here. We, I, I was just kind of looking through the comments again, uh, talking about Dark Shadows. Lynette says, the only problem with Dark Shadows is that nothing scary happened too often. It was always alluding up to something scary, and they played scary music constantly during the show. There is absolutely 100% truth to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is nothing scary about Dark Shadows at all. You had a vampire who never bit anybody. Um, you had, uh, I mean, it just, but I loved it all the same. And Jonathan Frid as uh, Barnabas Collins, he, he's fantastic at it. I mean, he's really, really good. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't uh, I, uh, think it's scary at all. It's either. not scary, but to me, that started the romanticy of the vampire in pop culture. No, that was Dracula, Bela, in see, my opinion. In your opinion, yeah. I mean, I, I found those flicks scary. I didn't find anything, you know, sexy or arousy, arousing about them. But... You, weren't, you weren't aroused by Bela Lugosi is what you're saying? No, not at all. But, okay. you know. But Barnabas Collins, you were. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I was, surprisingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> actually it was more of the uh the who was the female lead from where uh the remake of dark shadows that's I, I, that's what that's i had seen it re- oh okay. that's what started the romanticizing of of the uh vampire for me sure sure she no was. i i totally understand you know the odd thing about uh say like the original dracula 1931 mm. And you compare it to something like Frankenstein, which is same year. Um, you Dracula is played like a stage play. It's shot like a stage play. You yeah. know, there isn't anything dynamic about the shots or anything about it. And it's like very sparse when it comes to any sort of uh, 
of uh, dialogue because the dialogue because it's you know right at the end of the silent film era Mm -hmm. but then frankenstein which you know is todd browning no todd browning did uh dracula james whale did uh did uh, frankenstein that is so much more dynamic on every possible level yeah there's there's depth to the shots there's so many different scenery scenes or scenery scapes in there they had you know when towards the end where they're coming to burn Fra- uh, Frankenstein's castle you can see the depth of everyone crossing the bridge with the pitchforks yeah. and the and a lot the of shadow work yeah. yeah and it it's a very beautiful film even in 2024 it is a beautiful film to peep out Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree 100%. Uh, Before we head off to break here, Robin also says that I remember being eight years old watching Gremlins in the theater. Wow. That movie caused a couple weeks of insomnia for me. I believe it. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Julianne says the ring was creepy as an adult, had PTSD after that. And then uh, Danielle says the pit and the pendulum. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That's a freaky one. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some there's some really messed up things out there, isn't there? Uh, Maybe your you know folks' what horror movies aren't that bad once you think about, you know, the psychological thrillers that the majority of our listeners are putting in here. Oh yeah, because the stuff I'm talking about is gory stuff uh with with my parents, but yeah, the the stuff that's actually also playing with your mind and stuff. Uh yeah, to me, that, that's, that's worse. messed up. Yeah, there's it's all it's all that's why like to me I like the Salem's Lot or the Universal films. You know, they're just they're just on the right side of of uh, scary for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, take our next break when we come back? Anyone else have anything to say? We're certainly welcome to it. This is your night tonight to tell us what you want. Otherwise, we'll go on to question of the week. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And don't forget, Refined Divine is having their holistic fair this Sunday, January 28th from 10 to 5 at the Eagles Club in Rochester, Minnesota. When you go up to pay, just say Ghost Box Radio, and they're going to let you in for free. That's a savings of $5. This is going to be a pretty big fair, and I think there's going to be a lot of great vendors, a lot of things to do. Uh, to get more information, go to refineddivinepsychic.com. That's refineddivinepsychic.com. You can also find them on Facebook as Refined Divine. So uh, we're really excited about that. And then also, uh, what I'm also equally excited about, is join us Monday on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. We're going to have on uh, two friends of mine, Amanda and Amy. They just opened a metaphysical store in uh, Anoka called Divine Lights. We're going to be talking with them about the store, what's going on there. The energy is just so good there. Uh, that we're really excited about that. And then on Tuesday, we're going to have on Lynn Monet, and we've had her on before. And Adam, do you remember her? I don't know if you were doing the show. Uh, she was doing. She came on one night when we were doing it weekly. Does that name sound familiar to you at yeah, all? Yeah, it does. I think she, she was one of our last Sunday shows. She might have been, or certainly around the um, around the time maybe I got COVID too, or something. I it's but she did this. Uh, a series of books called omnipresent mm-hmm. and there's three of them and i'm gonna have her on once a week over three weeks to talk about each book and it's about a horrible uh situation with spirit in her house and uh we're gonna go through all that and it's going to be uh really uh it's gonna be a great conversation and so yeah 
that's uh, that's going to be coming up next week. Uh, before we get to question of the week, uh, Brad is always so uh, concerned for you, Adam. He wanted to know if you are safe at the station tonight. Yeah, nothing has actually happened tonight, which is cool. But I, I'm starting to kind of connect the dots. And it seems like the more prominent stuff seems to happen when we do have psychic mediums, when we're doing one question readings and it's going hot like it has been the last two weeks on Wednesdays for one question readings or when um, there was a couple weeks there in a row where we were talking about World War II and we both saw something dark in the in the studio. Oh, the lights just turn on behind you. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't. Did it? Uh, I can't no. see behind me right now. <laughs> Actually, I can. Nope, they're there. But <laughs> no, tonight's been pretty safe. It's been. It's oh. felt really nice. However, though, uh, on Wednesday when we were having, I saw a couple of shadows go past the window. I noticed that Brad, along with my wife, were trying to start a drinking game based on my reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you. You do uh, become uh, kind of scared sounding when it when it when it comes all together. So I and mean, I'll admit there is that moment of holy expletive yeah. deleted. What's this? And then there's that holy cow! Something cool! Something just happened! How neat is this? But it, there, it, it's that you know wave of emotion right there that they want to they they want to get snookered and get drunk while I'm uh, reacting and being scared. Well, I want to get drunk too, but it has nothing to do with you getting scared and just, we call that Friday. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, why don't we uh, just hit on question of the week a little bit uh, and the question, because I had Joe Frankie on, on uh, Tuesday, we're talking about Amityville and uh, I brought him on because he had investigated with the, uh, with the uh, Warrens since 1986. He was not at the case for Amityville, but, Ed had downloaded it excessively to him. It's Tuesday's show, so if you have a chance, check it out. It's a very interesting show. Um, so the question is, do you believe what happened to the Lutz family at the Amityville house is real? Because that's always been kind of the, the question, whether or not that is, is it real or is it a hoax. And I said, any reason one way or another, you know, please give us a full answer, okay? Now, the first one I'm going to read um, is is one I do not agree with. And if Joe is here or if Joe hears this, he might go and find this person and set him straight. Let's put it that way on the facts. Uh, Mike Michael says, um, from what I've read, the Warrens are quacks that knew how to get a gullible audience to follow them. And the Lutz family knew how to make a lot of money fast in a world where media is willing to pay for the next big thing. The DeFeo family which were the ones that uh, mostly all died in the house before the Lutz moved in, uh, that that tragedy was sad. If I had money, I would buy the house. Here you go. Restore it as close as possible to what it was in the 70s and turn it into a museum. No. Uh, people want to visit the place, let them. The place had just huge renovations to modernize and sold recently for one point something million dollars. Well, it sold for 845000 um, it's had renovations for some time, but I certainly don't uh, agree with uh, them being uh, them being a uh, uh, what you call it uh, a, a hoax. The Warrens, that is. 
why don't we uh, go ahead? Let's go to the lines. If you do want to call in, 952-946-6205. We have a familiar voice that uh, wants to come through. Robert, how are you? I don't, I don't hear Robert, actually. So why don't – I think Adam's still on the phone. If Robert's still there, we'll get to him when we get to him. Uh, but uh, wait, we're waiting for – what's going on there over there, Adam? I had a caller on line two, so trying to answer the phone and listen for your cues is kind of difficult. But, yes, we have Robert on line one. All right, here we go. Hey. Robert, how are you? <laughs> Doing great. Love your show. Uh, great show tonight. I was Thank just going to call in real quick about the studio being haunted. Uh, when we used to do our show seven years ago, when we first started, uh, we'd uh, smudge off the whole area, and we could feel spirits in that studio. And uh, uh, maybe we'll have to come down there and smudge it off again. But, uh, again, I love your show. I just wanted to check in and uh, and uh, and say that. That's that's really very kind of you. And, and uh, Robert is on uh, 5 to 6 every Monday through Friday for Native Roots. And uh, just, Robert, what do you think about coming out here sometime and we do an investigation of this place? I'd love it. I'd, I'd get my uncle out there, too, because he used to do uh, the prayer before our show, and uh, we felt spirits there. But, yeah, that would be great. I love it. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. And But I also want to uh, stream it as well. Are you down for that? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, and uh, that's awesome. Thank you, Robert. I really appreciate the call. Yeah, great work and have a great night and a uh, great show. Thank you, Robert. You too. Thank you very much. Um, and just real fast before we go to the next call, I just want to say that we are doing another live investigation February 21st, like we did for Halloween. And uh, we are uh, going to announce uh, more details over the next week or so. But it's going to be an extended episode of Ghost Box Radio. So uh, we're really excited about that. Now, Adam, it sounds like we have Dan on line two. Yes, we have caller on line two. Dan, Thank are you, you there? Hi, Dan. Hello, caller, are you there? I think we may have lost him. We might have lost Dan. Dan, if you want to call in, call in. Otherwise, we will continue on. Uh, Brad, in in response to what I just read, which I, I, I felt like I, I should read just because it's there and know that I, I do not agree with anything that uh, Michael had said. Uh, the Warrens aren't Talk fake, is what Brad it. says. And don't and don't do uh, hoaxes. All right, excellent. We'll get you. We'll get you on here. Hold on. But I do believe stuff from back then is more easily explained now. I think that's very, uh, very much a uh, uh, a truth to it. Uh, Adam, we got we got. Uh, is it Dan? Yep, we got our color back. Dan, All right, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi there. Hi there. I'm sorry about that. I think uh, yeah, we we just lost a connection. Uh, I've been listening to your show for a while. Incredible. It it it, it conjures a lot of. Uh, uh, thoughts in my mind. Uh, number one, uh, the film that I w- watched back in 1976 when I was 11 that freaked me out because it was in 35 millimeter in large screen taking place in the future, Logan's Run. The oh, moment that shit. they show the people being executed in a future society, 23rd century people must die at the age of 30. They go into a ritual called carousel. They're yeah. dressed in hockey masks and, uh, and, and, uh, 
uh, uh, uh, kind of like a druid headwear, and they're yeah. lifted up into this magnetic beam, and they're blown up. I couldn't sleep for three nights. Uh, and that was written by William F. Nolan. William F. Nolan was the writer who wrote the first two uh, chapters of Trilogy of Terror. William F. Nolan oh. wrote the first two chapters with Karen Black back in the 1970s. He regrets not having written the third one with the boogeyman. So when there was a sequel, he insisted on writing the sequel <laughs> to the boogeyman, to that, that, that little wild uh, doll. He, he wrote the sequel for the sequel movie. Bill Nolan, oh, wow. uh, he just passed away about two years ago. Secondly, I lived in a house in Lawn, on Lawn Avenue in Western Springs, Illinois, uh, a, a western suburb of Chicago back in the 1970s, which was a considered haunted. Uh, and I, I swear I could hear people underneath my bed while I was trying to sleep at night back in 1974, 75. Wow. Wow. And so... Uh... Is that the only place that you've experienced something like that, or has it been any other places that you've lived in that you've experienced any sort of activity like that? That's one place where I experienced something. What's interesting is my mother's a psychiatrist. She had a friend who was not only a psychiatrist. Uh, she had a she had a colleague who was a psychiatrist who, who was from Germany, who was also <clears throat> somewhat of a ghost empath. She was a ghost empath, and she could actually feel spirits. And she said she felt very high energy uh, emanating from our old house at uh, on Lawn Avenue in Chicago or in uh, Western Springs, Illinois. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, Dan, before I let you go, let me tell you a quick story, if I may. Please, uh, please. It's uh, uh, my parents' house, which I never really thought about being haunted. And my dad had passed, and this is in St. Anthony Village. And uh, okay. I was going to go to uh, with her to a funeral of my sister's father-in-law, if we, you know, try to connect the dots, I know I'm making it much more complex than it no, needs no, to be. No, no, but I'm, 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 I'm connecting. <laughs> and, and so uh, she said to me, my mom said to me at the house, she's like, I, you know, sometimes I just hear people talking. I'm like, where's that coming from? I've never heard her mention that before. Uh, so, so I'm just like, well, you know, me being the paranormal investigator was like, you know, sure. whatever. Uh, so <laughs> we go to the funeral, we go out to eat, we come back. And as she normally does, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm reading like a, a paper because it's on the table, just reading something. And she turns on the TV and you can hear people talking and stuff. And I, I look up and the, the TV actually isn't on. She never turned it on. There's, wow. people talking, there's people talking in the house. And my mom just wow. looked at me and she's like, you, you see what I mean now? And, you know, of course, I, I turn, I go into all paranormal investigator mode. Like, you know, I'm walking sure. around like I could do something. I could do nothing. I have no idea what it was. Uh, but that, that was the first time. And then after they passed, the energy in that house was never the same. It was, it was actually not great Holy energy. Goodness. We don't really know what happened there. So, so that's that, well, that's, Dan. That is fascinating. And I'm going to keep listening and, I'll try to make the haunt uh, the uh, the investigation that you're going to be doing on February 21st. That's a Wednesday. Uh, just yes. to let uh, listeners know, Wednesday, February 21st. I have that day off, so I'll be making it uh, uh, if I can. Where will that be taking place? Uh, Tilted Tiki in Grand Gar in Grand Garage Stillwater, and we will allow people to come out there to uh, be in the audience. Oh, fantastic! And uh, and is, is there a is there a, a, a an audience charge or a fee of some of uh, some think, kind? I think like I think three hundred bucks. No, I, I really don't know. I <laughs> we don't have all <laughs> the info yet, but uh, I think I think I think all the fee that we're going to ask for is that people uh, patron 
uh, the token Tilted Tiki and, and get a couple drinks and some food. So I think, yeah, it'll be great. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to it, and it's a fantastic show. Uh, if I you. haven't said that beforehand. I love the show. I've been addicted to it since you, you started broadcasting. Thank you so much, Dan. That means so much to us. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. I'll keep listening. Thank you. you take care. All righty. Adam, after that, I mean, what what more do we say? I think we're, I think there's dead air for the next couple minutes just to run out the show. I, I'm, I'm humbled. I am too. I thank you so very much, Dan. Thank you. That so, I, that honestly means a lot. It really yeah. does. It's it's very it's very cool. And how cool that uh, Mr. Pilot called in. Uh, I want to re- we have time for one more response. There's a lot of people that responded. I might pick this up next week because people took the time to respond and I appreciate it though. Adam has a question next week that he, he sent my way that I think we're going to use, but uh, Lisa says, and I saw Lisa on here tonight uh, regarding the uh, reality of uh, what you call it, uh, the Amityville. She said, this one's a tough one for me. I do believe there is something paranormal there. However, I'm not sure I believe the entirety of the Lutz version of events. Do I think they experienced something? Yes. But they, but there's just something that tells me it's not as what has been reported by them. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know about you, Adam. I think that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me because it almost feels like the Lutzes were haunted as well as the house. And you get those two things going together, nothing but pandemonium. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, folks, we just want to remind everyone, uh, please – uh, if you're able to go out to uh, uh, Stillwater or Stillwater, my gosh, uh, too many, too many places. Rochester, thank you very much. If you're able to go out to Rochester and check out Refined Divine uh, Holistic Fair Sunday, January 28th, 10 to 5, you go in to pay, but instead of giving them your hard-earned money, you just say Ghost Box Radio, and they will let you in. Uh, the entrance uh, fee is free. Uh, if you say ghost box radio. So uh, go check out refinediviningpsychic.com. Other than that, Adam, we had a great week. Next week is going to have some great guests. Thank you as always, Adam. And we'll see you all next week. Take care.